Welcome to this month's Healthy Living Champion Update. My name is Judith Poulton and I am a community pharmacist and a Healthy Living Pharmacy Project Manager. This month's training is on the advice and information that you can share with your customers to enable them to have a healthy and safe summer. Before we begin this podcast, please remember you and the team can watch the online training, download your certificate after completing your CPD questions and get access to useful resources by logging on to www.virtualoutcomes.co.uk. In today's training, we're going to look at how you can help your customers and their families to enjoy summer. We will be looking at how to stay safe in the sun, how to keep healthy on holiday, and what they need to consider before they travel. We will also look at what resources are available for you to use to build your healthy living zone. Summer in the Northern Hemisphere starts in June. When the days start to get longer, the sun gets hotter and your customers will start to plan their summer, whether it's days in the garden or holidays abroad. We're going to start by looking at how you can help people stay safe in the sun. As a health champion, you and your team have an important role to play in educating your customers and their families to protect their skin from the sun's harmful rays. Sunlight is the main source of UV rays and these can have both a positive and negative effect on our bodies. A small amount of UV radiation is essential for the production of vitamin D, but too much exposure can cause sunburn, premature skin ageing, skin damage and cancer, and eye damage. There are two main types of UV rays, UVA and UVB, that get through our atmosphere. UVA are the rays that are linked to long-term skin damage, such as wrinkles, but they are also thought to play a role in some skin cancers. UVB rays have slightly more energy than UVA rays. They can damage DNA directly and are the main rays that cause sunburn. Your customers can enjoy the sun safely if they follow three basic rules. Spend time in the shade, especially between 11 and 3. Cover up with clothes, hats and sunglasses. And use sunscreen. We will now look at each of these in a little bit more detail. We will start with spending time in the shade. This is one of the best ways to protect your skin, especially when it's at its hottest between 11am and 3pm. You should suggest that people look for trees, canopies, umbrellas and tents to use as shelter, or alternatively go inside. You also need to remind them that UV rays can still go through some fabrics and reflect off the ground, so it's important to use sunscreen and cover up. Moving on to clothing. You need to advise your customers to wear clothing that is loose-fitting and advise them to look for closely woven material. A tip to check this is to hold the item up to the light and to see if you can see through it. Clothing that is dry offers more protection than if it is wet. This is particularly the case for cotton clothes. Advise your customers that the whole family should wear a hat as these will protect their face and head. The best ones to wear are those with wide brims or legionnaire style, i.e. with the flaps around the ears and the back of the neck. Sunglasses also have an important part to play, as the sun can cause damage to our eyes. It is important that you remind customers to use good quality ones. Wraparound styles are excellent, as they also protect the side of your eyes. Advise them to look for one of the following when choosing a pair. CE Mark and British Standard or UV 400 label, or 100% UV protection written on a label or sticker. 
The last rule is to wear sunscreen. But remember, this should always be in combination with staying in the shade and wearing appropriate clothing. Sunscreens in the UK are labelled with a sunburn protection factor, SPF, and this shows the level of protection against UVB rays, but not the protection against UVA. SPF are rated from 2 to 50 plus, based on the level of protection, with 2 to 14 offering the lowest protection and 50 plus the highest. You should be advising your customers to be choosing products with SPFs of at least 15, but the higher the better. UVA protection in sunscreens sold in the UK can be identified by either a UVA star rating or the letters UVA in a circle, which means that it meets the EU standard. The stars range from 0 to 5 and indicate the percentage of UVA radiation absorbed by the sunscreen in comparison to UVB. You therefore need to advise your customers to choose products that not only have a high SPF, but also the maximum number of stars, i.e. 5. Please also remind customers that you should never use sunscreens as a means of remaining in the sun longer. Let's now move on to look at how you can use sunscreen properly, as if it's not applied appropriately, it will not give the protection required. Make sure your customers apply enough. There is a tendency not to apply enough product. Also ensure that all exposed areas are covered. Advise adults that they need to apply at least two teaspoonfuls if they're just covering their head, arms and neck, and two to two and a half tablespoons if they're covering their entire body whilst wearing a swimming costume. It needs to be reapplied liberally and frequently. Remind them that even if the product is designed to be applied once daily or is water resistant, that they need to be aware of it being rubbed, sweated or washed off. They also need to be aware that there is a danger when using once daily products that if they've missed an area, it will not be picked up and will be exposed to the raw sun exposure, whereas other products will be reapplied so there is a higher chance that the missed area will be picked up when reapplying. Ensure the product being used is in date, as they have expiry dates that are normally two to three years, and that it's been stored appropriately. Advise customers to apply the sunscreen product 15 to 30 minutes before going out in the sun to allow for it to dry. Some people are more at risk of getting sunburn than others, and these include people with pale or white skin, people who have freckles or red or fair hair, people who tend to burn rather than tan, or have lots of moles, people who have got skin problems related to a medical condition, and those that are only exposed to intense sun once a year, for example on their annual holiday, and those that have a family history of skin cancer. Let's now look at what happens to your skin if you get sunburnt by watching a short video from Cancer Research UK. Every year, lots of us go out in the sun without protecting our skin properly, and we get burnt and some of us not just by the sun. But while sunburn may look and feel the same as the burns you get from a hot object, it's actually very different, as sunburn is a sign that the sun's UV rays have mutated the DNA in your skin cells. These mutations can take place hours before the first signs of sunburn show up. It's your body's attempt to repair these mutated cells that leads to the heat and the pain of sunburn. But when you touch a hot object, something different happens. Skin cells are damaged, causing redness and pain, but importantly, the DNA inside them hasn't mutated. Either way, your body tries to repair the damage. Some cells become as good as new, others are destroyed and removed, causing blistering and peeling. 
With a sunburn, even though your skin may eventually look healed, some cells that contain mutated DNA can be left behind because your body's repair mechanisms aren't perfect. Over time, the cells multiply and that DNA can become more and more mutated. Years later, this buildup of mutated cells can develop into skin cancer. People can triple their risk of the most serious type of skin cancer by getting a painful sunburn just once every two years. So don't let sunburn catch you out. Whether you're at home or abroad, use shade, clothing and sunscreen to protect yourself from sunburn. We have looked at how to keep your customers safe in the sun, but what advice can you give them if they have got sunburnt? Most sunburn is usually mild and short-lived. If, however, the skin blisters or swells, the person's got a high temperature of 38 degrees centigrade or above, they're feeling sick, dizzy, has the chills, that is, feels cold with no apparent cause, they should be advised to contact their GP, as special burns creams or dressings may be required. If a baby or a very young child gets sunburnt, you should also advise their guardian to contact their GP. However, as we initially said, most sunburn is mild and short-lived. So what advice should you be giving your customers? They should be avoiding the sun, even through windows, until it's healed by covering the area. You could suggest that they cool their skin by having a cold bath or shower or by sponging the area with cold water. Lotions containing aloe vera can help soothe and calm the skin, as well as helping to moisturise it. You can also suggest painkillers such as paracetamol or ibuprofen to help with the pain. And finally, they need to keep themselves really well hydrated by drinking plenty of cool liquids to prevent dehydration. Signs of dehydration include feeling thirsty, dark yellow and strong smelling urine, feeling tired, dizzy or lightheaded and having a dry mouth, lips and eyes. We're now going to move on to look at other advice you can give your customers so that they can enjoy a safe and healthy holiday. We will start by looking at mosquitoes. As a health champion, you need to help ensure that your customers are aware of the dangers a mosquito bite can pose in some areas of the world, as they can lead to serious diseases such as malaria, dengue fever, Zika and yellow fever. Even if your customers are not going to parts of the world where there is a risk of these diseases, they will still want to avoid getting bitten, as we all know how annoying mosquito bites can be. Mosquitoes like humid conditions, and different types bite at different times of the day and night, so preventative measures are advisable at all times. So what is the advice you need to give to reduce the risk of being bitten? Cover up. Clothing deters mosquitoes. Advise they wear long sleeves, trousers and long skirts in light colours. And clothing can be sprayed with the insecticide permethrin. Use insect repellent on bare skin. The advice is to use a DEET-containing product. DEET is available in many different concentrations, ranging from 20% to 100%. The duration of the protection depends on the strength. For example, 20% DEET will last for 2 to 3 hours, whereas 50% can last up to 12 hours. When using a sunscreen and DEET together, the DEET should be applied after the sunscreen. Also note that the customer needs to use an SPF of 30 to 50 to allow for the reduction in SPF caused by applying the DEET. 
DEET is not recommended for use in children under two months, but DEET should not be avoided in pregnancy, as given the seriousness of malaria in pregnancy, it is recommended to use it. Don't leave windows and doors open. Use mosquito netting if it's provided. And avoid using products that are highly perfumed, as these can attract insects. Check where your customers are going, as tropical regions such as Africa, Asia or South America have a higher risk of malaria. Please check with your pharmacist whether they will require anti-malarials and or any travel vaccinations. Before we move on to what advice you can give if they have been bitten, I just want to clear up some myths. There is no evidence that taking vitamin B1 or vitamin B12 helps repel mosquitoes and use of buzzers are completely ineffective. So what advice can you give if they have been bitten? Try not to scratch it, as this can cause further irritation and infections. For the itching, they could take an antihistamine or use hydrocortisone cream or ointment. Please ensure that if you recommend these, that they are appropriate for the customer or their family. For the swelling, suggest they use a cold compress and an antihistamine with the same advice as before. So apart from preventing sunburn and getting bitten, what other advice can you give your customers? Recommend that they take a basic first aid kit with them. Ask if any of the group suffers with travel sickness. If they do, you can advise that the person sits in the front of the car or the middle of the boat and they look straight ahead at the horizon. If possible, sit the person by an open window and if it's a child, try and distract them with stories and talking and singing. Ginger, in the form of a biscuit, tablet or tea, can help or alternatively, there are various travel sickness tablets available to buy. Remind them when they're abroad that they need to consume safe food and drink, such as freshly prepared, thoroughly cooked, piping hot food to reduce the risk of diarrhoea. Water should only be drunk if its purity is none, otherwise they should drink bottled water with an intact seal. They need to wash their hands prior to eating or handling food and after using the toilet. If water is not available, they can use antibacterial gels or hand wipes. In case they do get diarrhoea, recommend they take some medication with them for the whole family, for example, anti-diarrheals and rehydration sachets, and to drink plenty of water. Let's now look at what advice you need to give travellers who need to take their regular medication with them. Your customers need to take enough medication to cover not only the length of the holiday, but also, if possible, some extra to allow for delays. It is also a good idea to have a copy of the medicines they are on in case they need to get more. Suggest that they keep it with them in their hand luggage and ensure that it's clearly labelled with their original labels. It's really important that people check with the embassy of the country they're travelling to that their medication does not require additional forms or paperwork from their GP before they travel. Some medications prescribed or brought here may be illegal or banned in some countries. For example, pseudoephedrine is banned in Japan and cough and cold medicines sold over the counter in the UK are controlled substances in Qatar and must be accompanied by a prescription. Finally, diabetics using insulin need to consider the length of their journey and any time zone changes as this may mean they need to adjust their insulin. Remind them to talk to their diabetic nurse or GP before they travel. Insulin can be taken in hand luggage, but should have a letter from their GP explaining their need to carry it. If your customer is travelling to a very hot country, it is best to store their insulin in the hotel fridge if there is one in their room, or in a cool bag, providing it does not freeze. 
There are a number of companies who make bags, but ensure you remind them not to let that insulin come into contact with the frozen plastic containers. Finally, in this module, we will now look at some ideas for your healthy living zone to help you start the conversation with your customers. Staying safe in the sun lends itself to many different campaign ideas, ranging from pictures of people on the beach wearing their hats, under umbrellas and using their suntan lotion, to the other extreme of pictures of badly burnt people or pictures of skin cancer with captions about, do you want this to happen to you? If not, ask us about being safe in the sun. You could also do a campaign that focuses solely on suntan lotions, which looks at their SPF and their UVA star rating, as well as how much you need to apply and how frequently. But please remember, you must not put any actual products on your zone. Whatever your theme that you choose, what is important is that your whole team are looking for opportunities to have that conversation with your customers about not only having a great holiday, but also staying safe and healthy at the same time. There are a lot of resources that you can use to either download posters and leaflets from or to signpost people to. The Government's Travel Aware website is brilliant as it has loads of really good information and Cancer Research UK has some really useful leaflets as does the British Association of Dermatologists. If you want to view the online training, have access to both your certificate and the resources tab, please log on to www.virtualoutcomes.co.uk. We would also like to use this opportunity to ask you to encourage the rest of your colleagues to view the video.